0: Last thing, Father, I would thank you for everything you've done for us we thank you for your goodness and your mercies we thank you for your grace thank you for giving us life to see this beautiful day lord we give you all the praise give you all the glory we give you all adoration we thank you for our friends that has joined this bible study today it's by your grace and your mercy that we are attracted to your word it's by your grace and your mercy that we are interested in what you have to say to us to our generation lord we thank you for choosing us and moving the the scale that the enemy used to blind the eyes of those who are not interested in your word thank you for removing that scale from our eyes and giving us interest to god to study your word and to know more about you i pray oh god inviting your presence jesus into this bible study i invite your power i invite your love and your grace your holy spirit i invite you jesus that you speak to us through your word everyone that is in this bible study oh god i ask that you speak to them oh god by yourself even as we read oh god before we start explaining what you have told me before oh god that they would get an insight into your word oh god that the words would jump out to them oh god and become life in them oh god in the name of jesus christ let your word oh god Become flesh in them, oh God, and let them bear fruit in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the glory, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name of bread. Amen and amen. So, thank you for coming online. God bless you. We are going straight into the Bible study right now, and I'm going to start reading from Revelations chapter one. So, um, I'm also recording this um, Bible study. So. I'm sharing my screen on my computer. If you have your Bibles with you, I would like you to open to um Revelations chapter one. Okay, let's see. Okay. Guess I did not connect to the internet on this part, but let's keep going. So Revelations chapter one, it says that this book unveils some of the future activities soon to occur in the life of Jesus Christ. God permitted to him to reveal these things to his servants John in a revelation. And then an angel was sent from heaven to explain the vision's meaning. John wrote it all down, the word of God and Jesus Christ and everything he heard and saw. So. And Revelations 1 verse 3 says something important. It says that if you read this prophecy aloud to the church, as I am reading it right now to you, the saints of God, to you, the church, if you re- read this prophecy aloud to the church, and if, you, um, if people read it in church, listen to what will happen. It says that you will receive a special blessing from the Lord. And so it says that those who listen to it being read and do what it says will also be blessed. So if you read it aloud in the church, if you read the book of Revelations aloud in the church and you you listen to it being read like you're listening to me, you will receive a special blessing. Like already you will receive a special blessing. So you listening right now are already blessed with that special blessing. So far you are listening to Words of the book of Revelation. So you wonder why we don't read it like every time in church, we don't like know everything about the book of Revelation. Why? When there's a special blessing attached to reading it, just reading it aloud to the church. And also another set of blessings attached to hearing what hearing it being read and doing what it says. So let's see. Those who listen to me being read. And do what it says will also be blessed for the time is near when these things will all come true so it says in verse 4 from john to the seven churches in turkey dear friends may you have grace and peace from god who is and who was and who is to come and from the sevenfold spirit before his throne and from jesus christ who faithfully reveals all truths to us. So he was the first to rise from the dead to die no more. He is far greater than any king in all the earth. All praise to him who always loves us and who set us free from our sins by pouring his lifeblood for us. He has gathered us into his kingdom and made us priests of God his Father. Give to him everlasting glory. He rules forever. Amen. Now, I'm in chapter 1, verse 7. It says that, see, he is arriving. Who is arriving? Jesus is arriving. Surrounded by clouds. And every eye shall see him. Yes, and those who pierced him. And the nations will weep in sorrow and terror when he comes. Yes, amen, let it be so wow this thing in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 is yet to happen we don't we've not seen jesus arriving in the clouds yet the last we heard of him was that he went up into the clouds after he died and rose again right he went up into the clouds and he disappeared into the clouds but now Revelation 1 7 is saying that he's going to appear surrounded by clouds and everyone will see him. Whoa, I can't wait for that day. Like I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to that day when this will happen and then the nations will weep in sorrow and in terror when he comes. Yes, amen. Let it be so. So revelations one verse seven, that's where we are right now. So I'm going to pause and just tell you some things about the Bible studies we've had previously. So in my link, in the link in the bio, you see links to Bible studies on the book of Daniel, and then we we familiarize ourselves with the visions of that God showed Daniel in his time, and all these things is not news for us because we know that Jesus will come again, you know, Jesus will come again and and Revelations is going to back up everything we learned from Daniel. So if you have not listened to the podcast or Bible studies about the book of Daniel, you can click the link in the bio outside this Bible study or whenever you have some time to just listen to <clears throat> the visions that God showed Daniel about the end time. And then we would see that it matches the visions that Jesus showed John about the end time so if you are just joining us carter franklin thank you and welcome because you will be hearing something that um you've never heard before as we dive into the book of revelations this book is has lots of hidden secrets and god will reveal it to everybody amen So let me continue. I'm reading Revelation chapter 1. We're starting from chapter 1 and I'm in verse 8 right now. So if you have your Bibles, just open it up and then read with alongside. I am the A and the Z. And in other versions it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending of all things, says God who is the Lord. The all-powerful one who is and was and is coming again. He he, he is. He is currently. He was and he's coming again. So I'm very tempted to start like studying, like start explaining what God has shown me about the book of revelations to you. But I want to finish the whole chapter before I start going into it. But I have a lot of things to say about this God, Jesus who is and who was and who is to come. I have like, a lot of things to say about it and it's interesting so let's keep going he is the all-powerful one who is and was and is coming again verse 9 it is i your brother john a fellow sufferer for the lord's sake john the other disciples and some people in this day and age are sufferers for christ's sake when we suffer persecution for Jesus Christ's sake. So, John is saying that I am a fellow sufferer for Christ's sake. And I'm writing this letter to you. To you who's listening. To you all. I'm writing this letter to you. I, I too have shared the patience Jesus gives. And we shall share his kingdom. Amen. You shall share, share in Jesus' kingdom when he comes. I was on the island of Patmos. Exiled there for preaching the word of God and for telling what I knew about Jesus Christ So this John our brother that lived many years ago is telling us that I too used to preach the word of God, but I was punished. I was sent away to an island and that was where I was Because I was telling What I knew about Jesus Christ that means that if you're a again child of God, you have to tell what you know about Jesus Christ. Like I'm telling you what I know and what I've read about Jesus Christ. You too, whatever you know about Jesus Christ, tell it to everybody. Amen. So he was punished for, for telling people what he knew about Jesus Christ. And verse 10 says, it was the Lord's day and I was worshiping. So he was keeping track of the day, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the Lord's day. And I was worshiping and when suddenly I heard a loud voice behind me, a voice that sounded like a trumpet blast, right? Saying, I am A and Z, the first and the last. And then I heard him say, write down everything you see and send your letter to the seven churches in Turkey, to the church in Ephesus the one in smina the and those in pagamos teatira sardis philadelphia and Laodicea. verse 12 when i turned to see who was speaking there behind me were seven candlesticks of gold so he heard a trumpet blast and he was like who is talking saying i am a and z and he saw Seven candlesticks of gold, and standing among the seven candlesticks of gold, he saw one who looked like Jesus. So John was a disciple of Jesus, and he recognized Jesus. Like, whoa, this is Jesus. He died and rose again. I saw him ascend, and now I'm seeing him behind me on the Lord's day in the island of Patmos. And he just looked back and he said, "Oh my God, this is Jesus." And So it says, and standing among the seven candlesticks of gold was one who looked like Jesus, who called himself the son of God and wearing a long robe. Jesus was wearing a long robe, circled with a golden band across his chest, like a sash, right? Was gold, right? A long robe with a golden band. His hair was white. As wool my hair is black his hair was white so white as wool or snow and his eyes penetrated like flames of fire so his eyes penetrated like flames of fire <laughs> so um, his feet gleamed like burnished brown so like bronze like a metal is his feet gleamed like the gleamed like the metal bronze. And his voice thundered like the waves against the shore. His voice thundered like the waves against the shore. He held seven stars in his right hand and a sharp double-edged sword in his mouth. His eyes were... His eyes penetrated like flames of fire he had a sharp sword in his mouth and then his face shone like the power of the Sun in unclouded brilliance so John might have seen something more powerful than this but that was what the explanation his brain could give to us right that is he's comparing it with the highest power he has seen the Sun In unclouded brilliance and verse 17, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid, though I am the first and last the one, the living one who died, who is now alive forevermore, who has the key, the keys of hell and death. Don't be afraid. 19 write down what you have just seen right and truthfully john wrote down what he had just seen so he said write down what you have just seen and what will soon be shown to you verse 20 says this is the meaning of the seven stars you saw in my right hand so it says and the seven golden candlesticks the seven stars you saw in my right hand are the leaders of the seven churches that I told you to write your letter and send to them, right? Uh, the seven stars are the leaders of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks that you saw are the churches themselves. So Jesus held the, the leaders of the seven churches on his right hand and he was in the midst of the seven churches, right? which john saw behind him so this is the end of revelations chapter one and that's awesome there's a lot of like details packed into that chapter we are going to be dissecting revelations chapter one today and by god's grace i would like you to look over the chapter for for two minutes i know that's a short time just look at that chapter just glimpse through it just glimpse through it and see what you can learn from it i know you're with your bibles i believe just check check out the chapter revelation chapter one look at it from now till 122 or 123 just look at the chapter and see i'll just confirm that what your bible is saying is the same thing as what my bible is saying Yeah, I see that. Bimballa said she's done. Okay. Okay, we are at one twenty-three. So yes. So what is Revelation chapter one telling us? What does Jesus want to tell us? So, I prayerfully read this chapter and I got gold from it God is great and God is awesome so it says in Revelation chapter 1 this book unveils some of the future activities soon to occur in the life of Jesus Christ so the Bible from Genesis right to Jude tells us Jesus's pasts right and then it also tells us jesus is present we know that jesus is seated at the right hand of god right now interceding for us answering our prayers is busy every day taking care of us protecting us from the the devil you know the devil is on this earth doing different evils but those that come to god jesus protects them from evil right So that is Jesus' past and present. Now, Jesus' future. What's going to happen to Jesus in the future? We know that he died and rose again. What will happen to him in the future? Is he going to just be seated at the right hand of God forever and ever and ever? No! There will come a time in Jesus' future when um, he will perform some actions. And these actions, we should watch out for them. They are in the book of Revelations. That is the first thing I want you to know about that. So, and now the next sentence in Revelation chapter 1 says that God permitted him to reveal these things to his servant John in a vision. So, God permitted Jesus to reveal these things to his servant John in a vision. We hear that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are all one. They are equal. There's no rank, right? Among the three of them. So, how come God reveals, reveals this to Jesus, right? And permitted Jesus to reveal it to John, right? So now, I also this also made me go back to read Matthew chapter 24 verse 36. <clears throat> Matthew 24 verse 36 says, and if you have your Bible with you, just open it up and read. Matthew 24, 36 says that, but no one knows the date and the hour when the end will be. Not even the angels know. Not even God's son. Only the father knows. So angels don't know the day or the hour that Jesus will return to earth. Like Revelation said when we were reading the chapter. Right? The angels don't know. Even God's son does not know. Okay. Let's read Mark chapter 13 verse 20, um, 32. Mark 13 verse Mark 13 32 1332 says that however no one not even the angels in heaven nor I myself Knows the day or hour when these things will happen only the father knows How come Jesus himself does not know the day of his return to earth except God and Jesus God and Holy Spirit they are one right so this verse makes me understand that God really created us in his image we have God has given people called psychologists to know what we are made of right And they tell us that we have this subconscious mind that knows a lot of things and if people are hypnotized they start remembering or the 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 subconscious mind starts to reveal some things to the conscious mind right and we don't even sometimes need psychologists to tell us this sometimes we can see that in dreams dreams is our subconscious mind bringing to our consciousness some things that we might have forgotten or not even known or taken cognizance of so God is this part of the trinity that has all the all the knowledge and everything and so God chooses to reveal things at different times to Jesus right see let me read one more part of the Bible that backs this up. So it says here that First Corinthians. Let's open our Bibles to First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine to eleven. So First Corinthians two, verse nine to eleven says that this is what is meant by. The scriptures which say that no mere man has ever seen, heard, or even imagined what wonderful things God has has ready for those who love the Lord. But we know about these things because God, God has sent his spirit to tell us. So now between God and Jesus, the Holy Spirit conveys things about God to Jesus and even to us, right? so when jesus was on earth it says that in isaiah 11 says that and the spirit of god was upon him the spirit of wisdom Spirit of knowledge counsel and mind some spirits of god was upon jesus these spirits tell him what to do when he was in any spirit used to tell him what to do and he says that i do not do any work by myself i only do what i hear my father tell me to do right so god communicates some information to jesus amen so let's keep reading revelations chapter one so god showed jesus what will happen at the end we don't know if god showed jesus the hour he would come at this time when he was when john was in the island of, of patmos but god permitted Um, Jesus to reveal it to john right so god permitted jesus to reveal it to john and that is um the summary of revelations chapter one verse one now let us go on to chapter two right and let me tell you in chapter one god did not just send the angel to reveal it to john but also to reveal its meaning to john so we have john Revelations chapter one verse two. It says that John wrote it all down, the words of God and Jesus Christ and everything he heard and saw. So John wrote everything down. Don't doubt if the revelations, the book of revelations, is 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 real or is fake. John wrote it down. John did not keep it in his memory, so it is credible. John wrote this revelations down, and everything you heard everything you saw don't worry it's in Revelation so let's keep reading Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 if you read this prophecy aloud and that's where we went when we started if you read revelations aloud as I'm reading to you right now to the church you will receive a special blessing from the Lord so I will receive a special blessing as long as I'm reading generation and revelations to you, as I'm reading revelations to you, I am receiving a special blessing. Amen. So that is it. So if you read it out to the church, you are the church of God, you will receive a special blessing from the Lord. And you that is listening says to those who to those those who listen to it being read and do what it says you will also be blessed. So you that listening to revelations being read and do what it says you will be blessed amen for for the time is near when these things will all come true and i'm wondering um why will jesus say that um the time is near at john's time i don't know how jesus um measures proximity or time but this this sentence will give us a clue of how god measures time so in daniel when we were studying the book of daniel and you can see the bible studies in the link in the bio god told daniel the angel god sent the angel gabriel to tell daniel to seal up all this revelation that he gave daniel because the time is Far away is at the end, right? And Daniel, the time Daniel lived was about 620 before Christ. And then, Jesus, John's revelation here was 33 years after the death of Jesus. So, God said that, oh, 620 before Jesus Christ is to the end the space between 620 before jesus christ to the end is a far space right whereas the space between john and the end is short (laughs) i'm like what that is not even like that is not how you call it proportional that's not proportional because that is still far the time between John and the end is, is kind of far because John was 33 AD and we are 2022 AD. And I don't know how that is short. So that makes me understand that God does not measure time by years. He, he measures time by milestones. So because Jesus has already died and resurrected at John's time, the end was shot, right? Because that milestone has already been accomplished. But at Daniel's time, Jesus had not died and resurrected. It looks like, a, like far, a far, a long time before the end happens. But after Jesus died and resurrected, the end just became very close, even though it's thousands of years after death and resurrection. So I don't know when the end will be, but I know the signs of the end because the signs are written in the Bible, right? So 2022, we are here. And for Jesus to tell John that the end is near at year 33, right? That means the end is really near about 19, how many years ago? later i mean 1990 years later ish 1990 years later so 1990 years later the end should be even closer right so 1990 years ago that was when john lived the end was so close so right now the end is should be really close and hence we are studying the book of revelations because we want to know, Revelation chapter one verse three says, "For the time is near." And I would say, "For the time is even more nearer, right? When these things will all come true, and God's word is true, because God is not a man; God doesn't lie, right? So, thank you for joining Heavenly Realm. Right? Amen. So let's continue revelations 1 verse 4 it says from john to the seven churches in turkey dear friends may you have grace and peace from god who is and was and is to come so that sentence alone is packed with revelations May you have grace and peace from God who is and who was and is to come. Grace and peace from God to you. Why do you need grace and peace? Okay, now let's read something. Let's read um, Luke. If you have your Bible, please open to Luke 2 verse 9 to 14. So Luke 2 verse 9 to 14. Says that suddenly an angel appeared among them and the landscape shone bright with the glory of the lord they were badly frightened but the angel reassured them don't be afraid he said i bring you the most joyful news ever announced, and it is for everyone, right? So, this is when the angel was announcing Jesus Christ's birth, right? So, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem. How will you recognize him? So, this is, I'm reading lots of context to it, but. let me keep reading so how will you recognize the angel I'm sorry how will you recognize Jesus he says that you will find a baby wrapped in a blanket lying in a manger so suddenly the angel was joined by vast host of others the armies of heaven praising God glory to God in the highest they sang and peace on earth for all those pleasing him so guess what Let me read Luke 2 verse 14 again. It says that glory to God in the highest they sang and peace on earth for those pleasing him. So why didn't they say peace to God? Right? Why did they say peace on earth to us? And John 2 here is saying grace and peace from God to us. It must mean that there is a lack of peace where we are right now (laughs) because everybody is just wishing us peace. The angel from heaven, in Luke 2, 14, wished the people peace. Wished the people on earth that please God peace. That means, even heaven realizes that this earth is not peaceful. This earth is full of troubles. And even when we get to Revelation chapter 12, it says that, Woe to the earth. You guys on earth? I don't know how you do it, but devil is living here so i don't know how you will but what i can give you is peace i give you peace and and jesus said in the world you will have troubles but i leave you my peace so peace is the only way we can survive on this earth the peace of god the grace of god and listen that it says that in luke chapter 2 verse 14 it says glory to god in the highest glory To God, glory and more glory and more glory would go to him. But to us, more peace and peace. We need peace, right? On earth. And also, John chapter 1 verse 4 is saying that may we have grace and peace. And that's what we need in this world right now. We need grace and peace from God who is and was and is to come. And guess what? If you have been following my channel for a long time, you should know the meaning of the next sentence right so it says that grace and peace from god who was and who is and is to come and from the sevenfold spirit before his throne right the seven spirits before the throne of god and you should know the seven spirits before the throne of god the holy spirit the spirit of wisdom the spirit of knowledge the spirit of understanding the spirit of counsel the spirit of might and the spirit of the fear of god so there are seven spirits before the throne of god amen so you guys should know the seven spirits of god and so um grace and peace right because we live in a troubled world is coming to us um from god the seven spirits of god and from jesus christ who is the faithful witness right Faithfully reveals all truth to us. He was the first to rise from the dead to die. No more He is far greater than any King in all the earth, right? So this place is has another secret this world is Jesus's Project is for Jesus is like Jesus's pet project, right? but God created Adam and Eve to be in this world, to worship him, and it's all because of Jesus. The, when the Bible says that the Word was with God and the Word was God, God spoke the word to create the world. So this world is for Jesus. God made this world for Jesus. But guess what? One of the angels decided to say, I want to be the king of this world. I want to be... I want to be like God and then he was cast down and for now he is the prince of the world But there will be a time when Jesus will take his rightful position as the king of the world and then you and I will be the president you will be the royal family you you know it you guys know it I say it every time because Daniel 727 says when Jesus comes you know all the authority will be handed over to the holy people of the most high so jesus kingdom will begin for a time on earth before the okay we will go into it in Revelation. <laughs> i'm jumping but i want us to like understand it from the beginning and i pray god will help us in jesus name amen so let's stick with what we have right now and what we have right now is that jesus christ was the first to rise from the dead he will die no more he is far greater than any king in all the earth so he was the first to rise from the dead because we too will rise from the dead after we die right even though we are if we are alive when jesus comes we will also rise in that in the time of rapture we will be transformed and for the people that have died they would rise from the dead. Amen. So here we see that Jesus Christ is in verse 5. He says, he is far greater than any king in all the earth. All praise to him who always loves us and who sets us free from our sins by pouring out his lifeblood for us. So if you did not know Jesus poured out his life willingly to take our place, to take our punishment, to take the consequences for the sin that we commit every day. And the, fact, the funny thing is that he died for everybody. Even the sinners, he has suffered for everybody already. Even the worst sinners, the people who, that kill people every day, he has Taking that punishment. But if they really want to um ident- if they want to escape the punishment, right, they have to identify with Jesus, right? They have to agree that okay, I accept the fact that you have died for me, and then they have to live like Jesus because He died for them, they have to live like Him, He died for you, you have to live like Him. That's the thing. If he, die, if he died, for you in order for you to escape that punishment so that you don't suffer for yourself again. You have to live like him, you have to be born again. Amen. So Jesus Christ set us free by pouring out his lifeblood for us. Verse 6, he has gathered us into his kingdom and made us priests of God, his father. So in kjv which i'm supposed to pull up right now but my computer is interesting (laughs) so yeah but i know it on my head it says that he has made us kings and priests of god so now it says that we have made us kings and priests of god so i am a king and you are king all those that have given their life to jesus christ and are born again are kings but i don't live like a king right but I also want to tell you that Jesus did not live like a king when he was on earth, right? Because this is not your kingdom, right? So 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 you can only be a king in your kingdom, right? And if you are lucky enough, you can be treated like a king in other in other kingdom when you go to visit, right? But especially on this earth, don't expect if you are a king. Of the heavenlies if you're a king of god if you're a king of jesus you don't expect to be treated like a king on earth don't expect people to treat you like a king on earth because jesus wasn't even treated like a king when 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 um the <clears throat> the roman person asked jesus Pilate asked Jesus, "Um, they say you are a king. Is that true? And Jesus said, yes, I'm a king, but my kingdom is not of this world. So we are kings, but our kingdom is not here. When our kingdom begins, we are going to be treated like royalty. Can you imagine that? That's awesome. That's awesome. So on earth, we might not be treated as kings, even though Revelation chapter 1 Verse 6 says that we are kings and priests of God. Our kingdom is not on, of this world. Then it says that we are priests of God. And it reminds me of Peter. First Peter 2 verse 9 says that for you are a royal priesthood. We are royalty. But because we are not in our kingdom, we don't feel like it. We are royal priesthood. We are peculiar people. We are a holy nation. To show forth the praises of God who has called us from darkness into light. So what you can be, even though you cannot be treated as a king on this earth, you can be behave like a priest on this earth. And you, you'll be treated by God like that. A priest to praise God. To give God glory every day. A priest to reco- reconcile sinners to Jesus. A priest to... Connect sinners to Jesus. Like I am doing right now. I'm talking to you about what I know about the Bible, right? You can also be a priest to God. Amen. Because Jesus, when you're born again, He has made you a king and a priest. And then just know in your mind that you are royalty. Because when the king of of, uh, uh, a popular country... Goes to another country, he still behaves like a king. Even though he might not be treated like a king, he still behaves like a king. He still knows in his, in his mind that he is a king. Amen. So give him everlasting glory. He rules forever. Amen. So now, Revelations 1 7 says, See, Jesus, he's arriving. He's going to come. And he, he's surrounded by clouds and every eye shall see him yes and those who pierced him so when jesus comes jesus future this is part of jesus future now he's going to come again in the clouds and it's saying that now forget about all the things you've heard about rapture or the the end time forget about it for one minute and just remember this jesus will come again that is what this thing this place is saying and how will he come put it in your mind right now jesus will come surrounded by clouds and who will see him when he comes the says that every eye shall see him everybody that has eyes will see jesus everybody the sinners the christians the saints the holy people, the unholy people, the wicked people, the kind people, everybody in the whole world will see Jesus in the cloud when he comes in future. So, and that's the first thing you should know, he's coming again. And so, and what will happen? The nations will weep, they will cry, in Sorrow and in terror when he comes, yes, amen. Let it be so. Now, this place is telling us what the nations will do when we keep re- reading Revelation. It will tell us what we saints will do when Jesus comes in the cloud. It will tell us what we will do. If you read, if you were with us when we we're studying Daniel, Daniel told us what we will do. He told us that the dead in Christ will rise first, right, and the righteous people will be. We'll meet him in the clouds, right? And that's Revelation chapter. I'm sorry, Daniel chapter 12. That's what it says. So it says that Daniel 12, it says that verse 2, and many of those whose bodies lie dead and buried will rise up, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. That's what is going to happen based on Daniel 12 at this same time that Revelation was talking about what will happen when Jesus comes in the cloud. So when Jesus comes in the cloud, John tells us that all nations will cry and be sorrowful, right? Daniel is telling us what will happen to the saints. The particular saints, they will rise up And Then verse 3 says and those who are wise the people of God shall shine as brightly as the Sun's brilliance And those who turn many to righteousness will glitter like stars forevermore So if you turn people to righteousness, if you do righteousness, if you're a Christian If you're a saint, you will not join the nations to mourn and cry in sorrow At that time when Jesus appears in the sky, you will do what you will shine you will shine you rise the dead will rise first and when we keep reading revelations We will see more and more interesting things about that time But note: the first thing is that Jesus will appear in the clouds So verse 8 says that I am the a and the z the beginning and the end says the Lord God The all-powerful one who is and who was and who is coming again and John is telling you that he was telling us where he heard this revelation it was when he was sent to exile um, for preaching the word of god so amen and so let's just dive quickly into chapter revelations 1 verse 12 it says that when i turned to speak to to see who was talking and saying all those words um, behind me i saw seven candlesticks of gold and then when i looked up i saw jesus in between the seven candlesticks of gold and he had a hair of wool and he described how jesus looked like with the sword in his mouth and he was holding the church the 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 leaders of the seven churches that's the seven stars and he's and jesus told him not to be afraid and told him to write down everything he saw and heard and that brings us to the end of Revelation chapter one it was not that scary it was not that complicated it was easy right but all this um was made possible by the holy spirit the revelation of the holy spirit the presence of god here in our midst making us understand everything making us understand the book of revelations chapter one and We shouldn't be afraid to read revelations. We are going to go into revelations chapter 2, chapter 3, all the way to chapter 22. And it's by God's grace be live Bible studies to, to the glory of God. So it will be live Bible studies to the glory of God. And yeah, and God will show us deeper, deeper secrets without fear or without, um, um, It's not going to be scary. It's going to be uplifting. It's going to give us something to hope for and give us reasons to live. And reasons to live for Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So I want us to pray right now. I want you to just thank God for this word that you have heard. Thank God for everything that he has done. Lord, we bless your name for speaking to us from Revelation chapter one. you have given us wisdom about your word. You have opened our eyes to see the deep, deep, deep secrets of your word. And you told us the future. One thing from your future is that you will come again and you will be on the cloud and you will come with a cloud and then from other scriptures we've seen that although the nations will cry we will not cry the saints will be caught up with him and will shine um we will be glorious amen so now that we have learned that one thing we pray that you would help us keep it in our memories and look forward to that day that you will come in the sky that even though we are alive we will shine even though we are dead we would rise first imagine that we will be the first to 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 shine to be changed even though our our earthly bodies will eat away right but our our souls oh god is saved by your power we have the opportunity to live everlasting life and not everlasting death just because you pay the price so we are grateful to you we say thou glorified in jesus name we pray oh god almighty that you continue to save our souls i thank you for my sisters and my brothers that have joined this Bible study today I pray that you would continue to help them the ones that have not given their life to you oh God or the ones that are not sure that they are they are your children I ask that you have an encounter with them oh God and you know what to do oh Lord bring them to their knees help them feel sorry for their sins oh God let your Holy Spirit convict them and show them that area where they need you oh God and let them invite you Jesus into their hearts and when they do oh God. Let them be honest about it. And when they are honest about it, oh God, Please do the work of righteousness in their life. Take out their old man. Nail him to Jesus Christ's cross, oh God. And Lord, give them the new man, oh God. Help them to be born of water and help them to be born of the Holy Spirit, oh God. Deliver the new born baby Jesus into them, oh God. A new man, oh God. So that there will be a new creation, oh God. And all, all old things will be passed away, will pass away from them, oh God. And all things will become new, oh God. Let it be evident in their lives, oh god let's be evident in everything they do let them feel a new life let them feel the holy spirit living in them oh god let them feel that they have the power to say no to sin to say no to evil habits oh god let them feel that they have this power from you oh god and let them continue to live in grace and let them have peace even in this troublesome world oh god let them have your grace and your peace So you, oh God, be all the glory, all the honor, all the adoration. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us. We are on time, right? It's 2 p.m. So I'm really excited that we kept the time. God is great. So till next time, stay blessed. Bye. Thank you so much, everybody.